One of the biggest questions that Utah faced entering the offseason was how would they replace Devon Vele? And with the addition of Dorian Singer, they just did it. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcasts. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you in the YouTube comments as well as on various social media platforms, including X, where you can follow our show at Locked On Utes. Today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. My name is JT Wistersow, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about Corinne Reed, who officially announced over the weekend he was coming back. Also talk about the weekend that was in Utah women's basketball from the disappointment, the disappointing loss against Stanford, one that what the officials very much so decided to play a role in, and then talk about them demolishing Cal. But first, want to talk about Utah Landon Dorian Singer. Biggest takeaway from this, this is Utah's wide receiver one. This is a proven guy at the collegiate level who has a 1,000-yard season under his belt. I know last year at USC did not go his way, but uh, there are a lot of things about USC last year that didn't exactly go the Trojans' way, so I'm not really going to hold him against him. And uh, I'll talk about why I think he can have a lot more yards at Utah and look more like the Arizona version of him that we saw than the version of him that we saw last year at USC. But what to know when you're talking about Singer, I already mentioned former 1,000-yard receiver. He's a guy who's hungry. He's ready to work. I mean, we're talking about a former walk-on at Arizona who in 2021, just 18 catches, 301 yards, nothing crazy. But then look at what he did in 2022, 66 catches, over 1,000 yards, over 1,000 – 100 yards too, six touchdowns in in throughout the season to just made play after play and was really part of that exciting run that Arizona began to go on that over the course of two seasons would eventually put Jed Fish in a position to become the head coach now at Washington. Like obviously Singer was only part of the first year of that, but he was the leading receiver on that team, led the Pac-12 in receiving yards, if I actually do remember correctly, back in the 2022 season. And because of that insane production, Lincoln Riley wanted him to be a part of USC. And once again, it did not go to form there. But And I I will say why that was is in one second. But just talking about what Singer brings, to me, Singer brings a proven difference, difference maker on the outside. You're talking about a guy that can line up all over the field. He's got exceptional hands. He's got good speed. He's a good route runner, too. And when I watch him, I think the ability about him I like the best is his ability to track the ball and make adjustments to make difficult catches. I think that's something he does incredibly well, too. And I think the other thing I noticed just watching the Arizona – I went back and watched Arizona Dorian Singer. We saw US this USC version of him throughout the year, and he was fine. And I think the biggest two things that hurt him at USC, number one is just there were so many different receivers for them to have to go to, and even the tight end, right, like Brendan Rice – Zachariah Branch, Mario Williams, Singer, and they, that's not even all the guys that they they had. They had so many pass-catching options. And I think the other thing I just noticed watching it is Singer so much so to me thrives in structure. He's not 
Caleb Williams does not. Caleb Williams is, I'm going to run all over the place and make a play and throw it willy-nilly. And obviously Cam Rising can do that. And Singer can get open and come back to the ball and do those all types of things. But he wins quick, I think, because he is such a good route runner, has great footwork, ability to get in and out of those breaks, that he can get open really fast. And then it's, boom, hit him right then and right there. And that's something that we saw Jaden Delore do the year before. And it's not a negative on Caleb Williams because, once again, USC, their offense was fine. Yes, they had some rough patches but overall their offense did really good it was the defense that constantly let them down so to me it was more so just so many mouths to feed and also just when the play breaks down like that it made sense to me like Caleb Williams it made sense that so often he would look to Zachariah Branch the fastest player on the field and then Brendan Rice just this big body kind of number one type receiver and you know Singer is not the biggest guy there's a reason he was a walk-on at Arizona six foot 180 but he is a guy to me that plays a little bigger than he is because of how well he competes for those balls going up and getting after him time and time again. And as I mentioned, I do believe this is Utah's wide receiver one. I think he will come in and I think he will lead this team in receiving yards at the wide receiver position. Will he beat out Brant Keithy? I can't say that for sure because if Brant gets back to the Brant Keithy we know and love, that might be the best tight end in college football. But I do expect Singer to get close to I expect Singer to even get like more than the 600 yards we saw Devon Bailey get a few years ago. Like I, I think there's a if Singer stays healthy and Cam stays healthy, which Singer is fine health wise, but obviously Cam is kind of where the the iffy thing is. That's I feel like this should be a 800 plus yard receiver for Utah because of his talent, his skill, as we highlighted, his experience. Just once again, that ability to go up and track the ball as well as well as he does to make those contested and difficult catches. I think Cam and him, they're going to get working together come spring ball, I assume. I don't know exactly when Singer plans to enroll in all those things, but hopefully he's able to be up here by spring ball. And I think as he gets in and gets to working with Cam, they'll develop chemistry quick and that trust quick that is going to pay big dividends come the fall season. But a lot of credit has to be given to Alvis Witted, the Utah wide receiver coach, for bringing on Singer to Andy Ludwig. Like They constructed a plan, obviously, that was appealing to Singer to come to Utah. And I really, we've been talking about this for a while. I never worried that Utah was going to land a good wide receiver one because there is value in being the best receiver on a power four college football team. And not just any power four college football team, one with a chance to make the college football playoff and obviously thus win the Big 12 too. Like Utah's going to be playing in some huge games. And as much as yes, they will still want to run the ball more than anything else. There's going to be big plays to be made on third downs on national television. And guess who's going to be one of the guys making those plays for Utah? Dorian Singer. And I think a huge thing, too, is because, yes, Utah's offense is not the most attractive for receivers, but there's a lot of value, once again, in being the guy in this offense. There's a reason Devon Vele put up big numbers playing next to Cam Rising. And even this year, when Utah really started to find and click with him throughout the season, something that should have happened earlier, but once it did start to work that way, you saw the big numbers that Bailey's put up in those Washington games and, you know, other games where he would just pop. And I expect Singer to once again have a similar type of production because of what a good job he does. He's a complete receiver to me. And yes, it didn't work at USC. They have a lot of receivers there. So I expect Cam and Singer to start picking up that chemistry come fall. And he's got a really good shot to lead this Utah team in receiving yards overall. But it is just this is one of the things that Utah needed to find is a wide receiver one. They have found it and thus it's another thing, like we just talked about on yesterday's show, how Arizona, I do not think they're in a good position. I think I, their running back already entered the transfer portal. I expect Fafita and McMillan and just all their best players are probably going to do the same, and they're very good chance they're going to go up to Washington and play for their former coach again. And if you're Utah, like Utah just got better. They've added two elite wide receivers now. We'll talk about Lions and what he can bring on tomorrow's show. But 
Singer and Lions, like you're getting better. You're addressing a need. Wide receiver was the biggest need this team had to fill. And you have now added two guys. One of those is a four-star with loads of potential. And the other is just coming off a slightly down year at USC, just like all the Trojans were, as we kind of discussed, and is also a guy who has a thousand yard season under his under his belt, which is not something a ton of college receivers in the portal can say. Is that is not easy to do. It's a feat that Singer accomplished, led the Pac-12 in receiving yards, as I said, a couple just two years removed from that. And I think he's going to have a huge year with this Utah offense. Really excited about this addition. This is a game changer. This is a huge, huge addition. This is the biggest, for my money, it's the biggest get Utah's gotten in the transfer portal yet because this was such a clear, defined need. And this is a guy who's done it at the highest level at, at a very, and when I say the highest level, I'm not just talking about like produce lightly on this big stage, like put up massive numbers on a big stage. So really fired up for Singer. Great connection and great to get Cam as number one receiver. Let's go use. Great day to be a Ute indeed. And, you know, it's all it was even a little bit better to be a Ute over the weekend too because Karani Reed announced he was officially coming back. Not that there was a ton up in the air with this, but still worthy and noteworthy of talking about what, what having Karani Reed back will officially do for the Utah defense. We are going to be diving into that in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you all about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes in our friends at Jace Medical. With Jace Medical, you guys come here often to look for an escape with sports and just the crazy realities of real life. But can we just take a minute and talk about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than one of my loved ones or just someone that I'm close to getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from a life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll all be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace Cakes is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sicknesses, skin infections, among other. This stuff could happen to any of us. So you can visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular costs. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use code locked on to get $20 off your order. Also, I want to talk to you all about another sponsor of today's episode of Locked On Utes in our friends at UCCU. Learner and the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate, but parents, they don't always know the answers. Learner breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learner is inside the UCCU mobile banking app so you can play anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. Learner and part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. All righty, let's talk about Karene Reed, shall we? Karene Reed has been a revelation for Utah, going back to the Pac-12 run in 2021 obviously was huge into 2022 run and even this year was playing some of the best football of any utah defender and he's been such a key and critical part to this defense and it was one of those things where we all knew he was coming back at least i thought he was but it was great to see the official announcement that he is i, I didn't know his future i will be honest i didn't know his future was kind of like still in limbo in that way but great to have him back officially and when talk about what he did this year he's second on the team tackles only behind Cole Bishop, 
He had 67 overall, 24 of those solo, 43 assisted then. The one interception, we'll talk about that interception in a second. Four passes deflected, and to me, he's just a complete linebacker, and he's a leader out on the field too. He's got great vision, great instincts. does a great job getting around blockers. He's a good blitzer too, a physical tackler, does a good job wrapping up, and in coverage, does a great job man in the middle of the field. Got those quick hands, quick eyes, quick feet that allow him to bat those balls down and make impressive plays on passes. I may have, I've told this story before on the pod, potentially, I can't remember. I went to the UCLA game just as a fan, just sitting in the stands and Karene caught that interception, the pick six, and it came right at me. It's a moment I'll never forget. And it also just perfectly personifies the type of player that Karene Reed is. He is a guy that closes on balls, just makes those reads, make those impressive plays that not a lot of guys can. And that was a game-changing play. Utah did only go on to beat UCLA 14-7, at least we forget. So if it wasn't for that opening play of that game, Utah might have gone, would have probably would have gone in overtime based on how the two offenses performed throughout the remainder of the game. And who knows what would have happened after that. So yeah, just a great get to get Karine back, as I mentioned, the leader. And the other thing, too, is this gives Utah one of the best linebackers, linebacking rooms, not just in the Big 12. I really think in college football. When you're talking about the experience of Karine Reed, Leivani Damuni, and Lander Barton, you are talking about guys who all can blitz at a high level. All of them do a pretty good job in coverage. And all of them are strong tacklers, good sideline to sideline instincts. And look, like I said, each has their own strength. Like Lander is my personal favorite to be the blitzer of that bunch with how strong he is. Karene can do it all well. I think Leavani does it all well too. And Lander still holds up in coverage, obviously, very well. As a guy who had pick six, did a number of things too. I just love Lander's size and physicality when it comes to blitzing. But Reed and Damuni also do that at a high level too. So this just gives Utah a tremendous trio of elite linebackers. And I'm excited to see them continue to make plays in Rice Eccles Stadium. And this Utah defense, because of how many players are returning to the defensive line, and just in general, like Reed being back once again solidifies one of the best front sevens in college football to me. When you have players like Junior Tafuna, Samote Peppa, Licky by Mahu, by 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 Mahi, excuse me, uh, Fotu, these are all guys, Keanu Tanuvasa, that do a great job taking on double teams and freeing up linebackers to make play plays. And one of the reasons this Utah defense has been so tremendous these last years is because of the likes of a Karene Reed and all those guys closing in and making those tackles when available to them. I very few times remember this year going, man, Karene Reed missed a tackle there. Like I, off the top of my head right now, I, none of them really stand out. Did it happen? Probably did. He's a starting linebacker in college football. Like mistakes happen, but like, it, it's not bad enough. It, there's a difference between a lot of you love to uh, crap on JT Broughton, right? Like we can all remember, J and I, I try to defend JT, but we can all remember when JT Broughton got beaten coverage, for example. I, I can't remember Karene Reed missing tackles very often, as I said. So that is just a credit to him. And what, just a guy who's a huge key piece of this Utah culture and the championship experience. As we said, back-to-back -back Pac-12 championships. He was a part of both of those teams, played a role in 21 as the kind of the third linebacker. And then the last two years has been the linebacker for Utah. Because after Nephi Sewell left and Devin Lloyd left, there was a void to be filled there. Karenny Reed stepped up. He was ready to go. And he's going to be ready to lead this Utah defense once again. Just Awesome to see that he's back. As we said, like you're looking at the Utah offense now. You get your wide receiver one. So many other crucial players are back for them. You look at the Utah defense. This is going to be one of the best front sevens in college football. And Karenny Reed is a huge part of the reason that is. So, so fired up for this Utah team, for this Utah defense. And how can you not just be fired up about Utah football right now in general? As I said, Arizona to me was the team I look at and I'm like, man, if I was not biased towards Utah, which this is locked on Utah, I try to be unbiased, but I mean, when you talk about a team every single day, there's going to be some slight bias, especially when you went to the college of that school and everything. Like 
part of me goes, man, would I have Arizona as the team to beat as much as I'm like, that game wasn't a good indication because all the Utah defenders out, like there's something good about this jet fish program right now. And there's some questions for Utah in terms of injuries and guys coming back. Like I would have still had Utah one, but I would have, I understood anyone who had Arizona one. That's not the case now with Arizona, even Oklahoma state. We talked about on yesterday's show, right? You, the UCF game, and, or then there's all these other weird ones where it's like, Yes, Utah lost to UCLA two years ago. They lost to Oregon. They haven't done great in the bowl games as of recently. But in big regular season games, for the most part, they show up no matter who's healthy and out there. That's the Kyle Whittingham effect that Utah has. And Karene Reed was an example of that when he was back then just one of the other linebackers in the room, but then rose to the ranks, stepped up, got on the field, made plays in 2021 behind an NFL caliber, two NFL caliber linebackers who are making plays in the professional level now. And then when he gets his opportunity, he just takes it and runs with it. And that's what leaves me so excited about him being back to is that he is a guy who has taken every opportunity to run with it. And he is such a critical part of what Utah does defensively. Colton Swan does a great job coaching this group. One of the coaches on the field is Karene Reed for his leadership and that veteran presence he provides out there. So love Karene's game. I think it's a huge get for Utah to get him officially back in the fold. And as I said, how can you not be fired up about this the future of the Utah football team as it pertains to 2024 loving this group shout out the coaches and recruiting for the job they're doing the veterans coming back it should be a great fall coming up for the Utah football program but before we get to the Utah football program once again playing games we do have the Utah women's basketball who is in action got to talk about what the running Utes were able to do on the woman's side of things in one moment but first want to talk to you all about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes in our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. And speaking of FanDuel, this is an NFL slate this coming weekend that figures to be electric. The divisional round is always fantastic, whether it's C.J. Stroud traveling to take on the Ravens, Jared Goff versus Baker Mayfield in a divisional round, something I did not think I'd be saying. Two former top picks going at it, but both not with the teams that drafted them. Then you look at Bill's Chiefs, Mahomes versus Allen in the playoffs once again. Sign me up for that. And even going off to what we expect to also be a thrilling matchup in the NFC with the 49ers taking on the Packers. But the way the Packers played, I think they can make that a game. I'm not saying it's going to be an upset, but one to keep an eye on. And if you guys want to keep an eye on all those as well and you feel like you got a good inkling on a game, make sure you head over to FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, you talk about the Utah women's basketball program. First, such a tough loss against Stanford, such a narrow back-and-forth game. Utah fell 66-64 to to the Stanford Cardinal. Stanford hit a huge shot in the game, which upon review, you could clearly see that the ball was in her hand when she let it go. So tough for the officials to not take a look at that. Alyssa Peely, I know it's a bang-bang play when you're driving to the rim like that, but I felt like there was definitely on the final, or the one with like four seconds left, whatever it was, I felt like there was definitely a lot of contact there. I also felt like that should have been a foul and all it takes are those little plays to not go against you. And when you're playing a team like Stanford, who's ranked inside the top 10, Utah was ranked inside the top 20 stumbled in a little bit now at 11 and five, one and three in conference play, by the way, Utah only in the PAC 12, 
They're one of the best teams in the country, but because they play in the best women's basketball conference, that's their record at the moment. But one of those things where Alyssa Peely struggled all game, five or 18 overall in the field, but a huge part of that was, once again, just the physicality of the game. So I don't put that really on her. Uh, Vieira had 11 for Utah. Jenna Johnson with a nice 15. It was a low-scoring game. I mean, even Cameron Brink, she only had nine in the game. So Irafen led all scores with 25, but just tough to see those little plays late go against Utah. But this is a game where it's clear, right? That Utah and Stanford belong on the same court. Yes, the home court advantage for Utah obviously mattered, but I got no fear about seeing the Stanford at any point in the season again, whether that is, and I'm especially talking about postseason play, whether that is in the Pac-12 championship tournament, championship tournament, or if it's just talking about in the NCAA tournament. I think Utah can definitely hang with the Cardinal, but this was a tough loss. Now, what was not tough was watching Utah then destroy Cal 93-56. to Utah jumped out to an 18-9 lead in the first quarter, then never looked back, outscoring Cal 29-12, to and they won every quarter thereon by at least five or more points. And this was one that was just fun to watch Utah go out there and do their things, where you're talking about Jenna Johnson, Kennedy McQueen, Vieira, all of them scoring 14 or more points. The bench got to come in and chip in a little bit, and just a dominant outing from this Utah team to see them get the frustrations of the loss shaken off. They made 18 more field goals than Cal did in the game. And when that happens, that's not a good sign for Cal. They also had 21 to just 10 assists that Cal had in the contest. And the points in the paint were 66 to 16. Utah's largest lead in the game was 43 at 1.2. So really impressive stuff from the Utah Utes women's basketball team, Lynn Robertson Co. Shout out Alyssa Peely and this squad for continuing to fight. Yes, once again, their, their record in conference isn't great. It was always going to be hard once you lost Gianna Neepkins, but I'm still very much a believer in this team to accomplish big things throughout the season. I think they can still get hot and do some things in the tournament. It's hard for me to be. I think originally I said, like, hey, they got a chance to be one of the teams in the mix for the national championship. Hard to do that when you lose a player like Gianna Neepkins, but I'm not discounting Utah for making a run and uh, counting out the Utah women's basketball program as of recently has been bad. Bad business. So I'm not going to make that decision. So we'll be interesting to continue to monitor and follow how they do going forward, as well as the men's basketball team we talked about on yesterday's show. That's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Utes. What did you guys think of Utah adding Dorian Singer and Corinne Reed coming back? Also, let me know your thoughts on both basketball programs. We'll be talking about the gymnastics team tomorrow, and we got to finally talk about Walker Lions joining Utah football. It's something that we've been wanting to do for a while, but there's been lots of big news popping off. So I'm looking forward to diving into that with all of you on tomorrow's show. Hope all of you have a great Tuesday and forward to seeing you tomorrow on Locked on Use.